What is up, what is happening, and welcome to episode 6 of Legs Feed the Wolves, a Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. I am your host, Bailey Kennedy, and today we got a lot of NBA draft talk to get into. I am here alongside my friend Austin Franklin. We will talk all NBA draft and more coming up, so let's get into it. Number one pick in the 2020 NBA draft goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell is going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Spoke it into existence for years. I'm sitting in the house, I'm loading up the pump, I'm loading up the Uzi. Legs feed the wolf, boys. The legs feed the wolf. Today is November 19th, and the number one pick is in for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Once again, I am Bailey Kennedy alongside today. Our first ever guest on the podcast. It is my main man and former college teammate, Austin Franklin. Austin, how are we doing today? I'm feeling fantastic, Billy. I got to say, what an honor it is being your first yeah, the guest. Yeah, fir- first guest. You could have had anybody on. Yeah. Anybody. Jake Lehman, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, oh, there's so many potential guests that we Kevin could Kevin Garnett. Yeah, who'd KG. Choose? Who'd you choose? But I, You chose me, yeah. and it's an absolute honor to be here. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. We're going to talk a lot of NBA draft and if there is one thing you have to do to start about the NBA draft... LaMelo Ball? Uh, well, I mean, we'll <laughs> get into LaMelo Ball. I know that was like my baby project that everyone will... I will probably get some grief from the listeners about that, but Timberwolves did have the number one pick. You cannot start talking about any draft without talking about who is the number one pick. Timberwolves have the number one pick, and they take Anthony Edwards. What was your reaction to the pick? Because I know I can get into my reaction, but as someone who's... A Celtics fan, being from Boston, you didn't really have a connection to this pick outside of myself. What did you personally think of that pick? Well, I saw at first that you were excited, but I also wasn't sure if you were actually excited or if it was more you just convincing yourself that you should be excited. It, a little bit of both. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, personally, I felt like Lamelo should have been the number one overall pick. I was kind of surprised he even fell to three. Yeah. But I think for him personally, he probably found his best spot. But I don't hate the pick for you guys, but I personally probably would have went with Lamelo. Yeah, I mean, we so we were talking the entire time about during the draft a lot. Of, we had some really cool conversations that I probably wish we could have been rolling on. But the really cool thing that we talked about was just kind of like getting in the perspective. And you said the one thing I always mention in my podcast was you wanted them to take Lamelo. Because he will put people in the stands. He puts, as I put it... Yeah, he puts asses in the seats. Okay. Yeah, we, we swear this on this podcast. PG. Okay, fuck, shit. Shit, shit, okay. bitch, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Lamelo puts asses in seats. I think especially in a small market team, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Minnesota Timberwolves were dead last in ticket sales, right? Prior to... Okay, all right. Let's, let's, let's... You know, we're building the future. We're no, trying to... That, yeah. But I think that's yep, just... I this mean, is true. It's not a knock on the Timberwolves No, absolutely not. I think... The reason, in part, for that is your number one player's hurt, and Carl yeah, Anthony. Yeah, Cat was hurt most of the year. And number two, you're a small market team. You know, this yeah. isn't this isn't Los Angeles. It's not New York City. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that potentially, if you draft Lamelo Ball on top of the excitement of having D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, they might have sold out for the season. Yes, Lamelo Ball. I'm not sure that Anthony Edwards is the guy for them to do that. So I think if you want to look at it via, like, kind of looking at filling out the stands, which I understand that pick. LaMelo Ball, I think, could arguably be the most talented player in this draft. Yes. I think he could be the best player yes. that we see coming out of this draft. But when you look at the Timberwolves right now, they do have a little bit of a need at shooting guard. Yep. They do have Malik Beasley, who I love Malik Beasley's game and the way he stepped in when they traded for him at the deadline, averaging like 20 points a night when he joined the Timberwolves. I like him a lot. I think adding someone also at the wing position who... Dude, Anthony Edwards is a freak athletic. He's 6'5", so, 240, I so believe. That's, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Is I think, personally, and everybody can hit me in my... TikTok, Instagram, Twitter comments if I'm wrong about this. But personally, I think Lamelo is going to end up being the best player from this class. But that being said, I think that Anthony Edwards has the most potential for upside. Yeah, I think we all kind of know what Lamelo kind of 
we all know what to expect and what he yes. could be. Yes. I think that ceiling for LaMelo is a little below Edwards only because Edwards has just this freaky athleticism that you really don't see. It's truly like, it's something you see in only a couple plays. Like, his jumping ability, he jumps out of the gym. Yeah. But the other point I want to talk to you about was how you were talking about LaMelo will put people in the stands. This upcoming year, I doesn't seem like there's going to be any fans in the stands as of right now. That's true. This could all change in a couple of weeks where they could allow some fans to Timberwolves games, which I would love to have, and I think that'd be a great opportunity just to get people in the stands and like do, just people need another way to get out and see the team. And I think it would have been cool to have someone like Lamelo because I do agree he would drive ticket sales, so- but I think in a year where there's potentially no fans right now, I think you have to get someone who's a win-now player. And I think Edwards is the perfect fit, and he said all the right things. You never heard LaMelo Has he? Has okay, he? all right, he all right. All right, granted, I don't know about that. There were maybe a couple of things that... He may have said that he would rather play football than basketball. Okay, all right. You 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 caught all. You caught me there. I, you, I can't... I two can't. truths and a lie? Yeah, okay, all right. But you no, know, I might have caught you there. You did catch me there, I think. I think, I think though, three things. I think, one, I think you're right about we're probably not going to have fans at Which sucks. games. And if we do, it seems like it's only going to be sweets. So, yeah. you know, you don't have to sell that many games. And I think that if that does happen and it's only sweets, people are going to be excited just to... Yeah, just to be, get out to, and do something. Yeah, yeah just so see it, a live you know, sporting you event. Could, you could put a high school team out there yeah. and put them in Timberwolves jerseys and I'm buying tickets. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, just, no doubt. I want to see live sports. I, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. Oh, yeah. I've always said... I've said this from the day everything's gone i said the day sporting events allow fans to go i will be the first person in line trying to get into event because <laughs> i it's been so it's long it's been so like when was I've the last time you went it. to you went to a sport i think my last game was a timberwolves game and i think that was my last that was a while well, ago my last professional yeah professional yeah because I, I probably went to some games in my college yeah like i was about to say yeah yeah like granted that. outside of that um I think it was the Celtics back in December. Celtics versus Hornets, um, which was about a year ago now, which is too long for me. Yeah, I think my last game that I went to, it might have been right before the Timberwolves made all those moves at the deadline. I, it might, I kind of forget when it was, but it was a Timberwolves game, That which is making that commute from Boston to Minnesota was actually pretty cool, but... Yeah, that is a lot. Yeah, it is, but, it's a cool... But so yeah, think, it's been think, way too long. I think... So going back to my earlier point, I think three things with the Lamelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards is I think that from... Earlier I was talking about, you know, putting butts in seats. I think it's... I agree, you know, like, that doesn't necessarily matter for this upcoming year. But I think my second point is that what I mean by that is not only actually putting the fans in the it, dri- it drives fan interest. Like, you'll get yeah, people... It drives You'll get fan the fans interest. who just know... Like, LaMelo Ball is a bigger name than Anthony Edwards. It might, and it, people know, like, know LaMelo Ball over Anthony Edwards. I guess. Exactly. It might, it might get the Timberwolves a few more primetime games. It, yep, I agree. It's going to drive... LaMelo Ball has 5.5 million followers on Instagram. And I know a lot of the old heads are like, oh, you know, that's not what it's about. But, you know, it's going to drive a lot of social media... Um, presence to the Timberwolves account and also people are just going to want to buy a LaMelo Ball jersey. People are going to want to buy a LaMelo Ball t-shirt. It's going to want to buy merch. But my final point Mm -hmm. though is that at the end of the day you have to put all of that aside and say why do you play basketball? And it's to win championships and I think that's what the Timberwolves are committed to doing and I think that in their opinion, Anthony Edwards gives them the best ability. So, to do that. so I liked your point about people want to buy Lamelo Ball jerseys and stuff. I think that might be the reason why maybe they decided to go Edwards. I think Edwards is a fantastic player. I'm not knock. I don't want to. I don't want to take this as a knock on Anthony Edwards at all. But when you have a former number one pick in Carl Anthony Towns, and you have number two pick in that draft in D'Angelo Russell on your teams, those guys are your your guys. Those are your guys that you want to market around. Like, Carl Anthony Towns is the face of your franchise. He should be the best-selling jersey of your team. If you get a guy like LaMelo Ball, that might rub 
Carl Anthony Towns the right the wrong way because you're gonna see way more people in Lamelo Ball jerseys because he's a bigger name I than Cat and D'Lo. Like I that's just that... what I think, and I think the Timberwolves didn't want to rub them the wrong way. I know they want to win, but I think that might have come into account as well. Yeah, I think I think that's an awesome point, and I think it's I think it's true. I wouldn't be surprised if Timberwolves management picked. D'Angelo Russell and Cat's brain, and, and we're like, hey, yeah, who, absolutely. Who do you guys want to play with? You know, who do you guys think is the best option here? Um, that being said, though, I love Cat and I love his game, and I mm-hmm. think that he's going to have a huge comeback season. And without absolutely. a doubt, I think, in my opinion, and this is again, I'm not a huge Wolves fan or anything. I think, without a doubt, next year he's All NBA again. Yeah, I don't know which team he makes, but I think, without a doubt, he's All NBA. I think potentially he's first team All NBA again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But that being said, I don't think that Carl Anthony Towns is necessarily a dynamic personality. Um, I think that he's an incredible player, and part of why I like him is that he's just—he's uh, a generational big. Like, how many bigs do you like? That's yeah, I get no, what you're, no, I get exactly what big. you're saying. He's a generational big, but he j- and I love actually that he's kind of just quiet and lets his game speak for but you would himself, like to kind of see someone a little more out i think he's i think he's starting to get more of that being out in the open but i get what you're well, saying i also kind of, think that's where d'angelo russell helps because i think d'angelo russell kind of is that person yeah I think and he bring he'll, he'll bring that out in cat i would I'd, i would love to see that but yeah anyways i think i i personally i think lamella ball is the best player in the draft but i think that anthony edwards has the most upside and I think they had to pick what was the best fit for their team. And Edwards is probably a better fit than Lamelo is for their team. You know, I think Lamelo kind of needs the ball in his hands. And mm-hmm. you know, when you, you have, have D'Lo, when you have D'Lo, you want the ball in D'Lo's hands. Yeah, you, know? you don't want the ball in a rookie's hands. You want it in a proven All Star's hands. Yeah, I mean, going way back to earlier during quarantine, D'Angelo Russell was on the JJ Redick podcast, and he. J.J. Redick straight up asked him, because this was after the Timberwolves got the number one pick, he asked him what it would be like to play with D'Lo. Uh, excuse me. He asked D'Lo what it would be like to play with uh, LaMelo, and D'Lo was kind of hesitant on the idea of playing with LaMelo. And I think the Timberwolves kind of thought about that, and they were like, well, D'Lo does have experience playing off-ball a little bit in Brooklyn, but you know he is best when he has the ball in his hands. And I think they really thought it through. And I, I truly believe it was a toss-up between LaMelo and Anthony Edwards the entire time. I don't think... I truly believe Wiseman was never an actual thought. Yeah. I believe it was a thought to maybe take him and trade back. I think that was the only thought that they had. I think it was really a two-horse two competition between those two. And I think Edwards won that battle because he just has that big, like, what could happen and he has a he has a really high ceiling yeah you know i'd say his his ceiling is being like an all-nba guy yeah absolutely but, but so so is lamello i i think lamello uh, me uh, there are a lot of really good point guards in the league yeah i, don't, I, I think lamello's we'll might be more of an all-star yes that's that's what i think yeah too. and in you know i think that um who they picked has the potential to be an all NBA guy, but his basement is also just a bench player, mm-hmm. which, you know, maybe, I mean, the wolves, that's not what they want. I think yeah. in a number one draft pick, but you know, is that the worst case scenario? I guess not, but yeah. I think that at the very, I think that Lamello's basement is being a starter, you know, whereas yeah. maybe he doesn't have as much upside. Um, that's, that's just my take. I think the biggest thing, and we let's let's get into this right now. You, yeah. we kind of touched on this, but we did have was it yesterday or a couple days before the whole Anthony? I think it was yesterday. The Anthony Edwards quotes coming out about how he would prefer to play. Like if he got picked in the NFL right now, he would stop playing basketball, and how you know he doesn't really watch basketball. That was. A very tough look, and I think he got ripped by a lot of people. I was very hesitant at first, but the one thing, when you read that entire ESPN article, they talked to him again a couple days later, and he talks about how he started watching way more basketball, and he's kind of gotten more into it. And I think he 
he kind of had a conversation. Like, he sat down with his agent at and people at Clutch Sports who were like, hey, this isn't, like, a hobby anymore. It's like, your you're, you're literally <laughs> about to be a full-time professional basketball player. It is your job to focus and get better and watch film and watch basketball and get better every single day. I mean, I said this to you when we were talking about it, mm-hmm. is that it sounds like an exact quote that would come from Kyrie Irving. Like, that's the first thing that came to my mind is I was just like, Kyrie would say that, which I don't love at all because Kyrie has... All right, we're we're getting a little bias here, but I I get this. I mean, I don't even think it's bias at this point. I think that generally... He's he's had some bad relationships, yeah. He's had some bad relationships with his teammates. He's known as being a little moody. Mm -hmm. He thinks that the the world is flat. I mean, he's an absolute flake. And people, you know, people wonder if he's going to... He's talked about retiring from basketball early. Like, that sounds... Uh, And starting his own league. Can't forget about that Yeah, like, he's kind of... Like I, I'm not always convinced that you know Kyrie is 100% focused on basketball all the time, which kind of sounds when Anthony Edwards says, "Oh, I'd rather have played football than basketball." It's kind of a red flag for me personally, where I'm like, "Whoa, what did you just say? You're gonna be you're the number one pick in the NBA, and you said you'd rather play football." You know, like yeah, I agree. You're it's... not Deion Sanders. You know, hey, you're not... I, hey, you do. We do not know that he stopped playing football because if there's also a really cool article that I read about him that talked about how he stopped playing football after he he didn't want to go to a football event, but his mother had him go. Who rest in peace to his mom, who tragically passed away, who was his big mentor, and he talked about it, but. He went to football practice. He went to a football tournament instead of going to basketball. And you know what happened? Broke his ankle. And you know what he said after that? He was like, yeah, I'm done playing football. So he could have been this great football player. And when you read and you you can even watch his highlights on YouTube, you can see Anthony Edwards, like, peewee football highlights. He was an unreal running back. So you can see all that. But I just don't I just don't love the quote. Yeah. Um, no, again, it's, a fair, it's a fair thing to judge. Hopefully, you know, I mean... These are all young kids, and yeah. I hope that maybe he's just didn't think that through before mm-hmm. he said it. It's not the it's not the end of the world. Oh, absolutely not. I don't I don't love him saying that. I don't love him saying, "Oh, I don't even really watch basketball." You know, like when you think of a guy who's going to transform your franchise, which you hope for in the number one overall pick, you hope that you're getting the next Kobe Bryant, the next Allen Iverson, the next Jason Tatum. You're hoping for a guy who has that mentality of, I'm a dog. I'm going to spend hours in the film room watching MJ shoot his turnaround jump shot and figuring out exactly how he does that and adding that to my to my game. I'm going to spend an hour, not an hour, hours Oops. on yep. hours watching Steph Curry highlights trying to figure out how he gets his shot off so quick, you know, or I'm going to watch hours of film on this guy that i'm going to play on a wednesday night in february Mm -hmm. because i want to lock him down i don't want to hear that you don't really watch basketball at all yeah absolutely no i agree with that statement i agree with everything we've kind of said so far yeah he deserves some of the backlash but i also think there's so much potential there with him and the biggest thing that I'm going to take away with this is we talked about how, you know, he kind of said everything. Like, we talked about, we criticized him for saying the wrong things. But the one thing I will say, and I think this was the biggest, biggest takeaway for the Timberwolves organization, if you listen to LaMelo Ball talk about being drafted, he never once specifically mentioned Minnesota and never talked about wanting to be there. Like, Anthony Edwards literally came out and said, I want to play in Minnesota. He, yeah. like, specifically saying that in the culture, if you listen to Gerson Rosas and you hear them talk about the culture that they are breeding in Minnesota and this Timberwolves organization, they are breeding a family-first culture. And it seemed like Anthony Edwards wanted to be a part of that family. And he wants to. His biggest thing is, when you read about him, he had a tough upgrowing. He lost his mother and his grandmother, who were two role model figures, he just wanted 
he wants people. It's hard for him to trust people. He talked about it in his decision to go to Georgia. He went to Georgia because he wanted to be close to family. He wants to get people that he trusts. And I think the Timberwolves being like, hey, we can give this guy our trust and really buy into him and give him that family environment that he's been looking for so much. I think that was there. Hearing Edwards say he wanted to be in Minnesota, and you do not hear a lot of people say, I want to play basketball in Minnesota. You, you do, do not. not. You don't hear that. You don't so hear that. hearing someone that you're considering taking the number one pick say that and looking at the other guy who doesn't specifically address you and say, I want to go play for them, I, I think, think that raised a flag, and I think that might have been the ultimate decider for them that Edwards actually seemed like he wanted to be here rather than Lamelo. And I think you hit it on the nose, and I also think that if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, him saying that is the most exciting thing about you drafting him. Mm-hmm. And my final, my final thing on Anthony Edwards is I wish I had a definitive take on him. I, I don't think I anyone say, does. I wish I could come on your podcast – the f- for the first time and say, Bailey, Anthony Edwards is going to be a future all-star. He's going to mm-hmm. compete for rookie of the year this year. I don't feel confident saying any of that. I think... He's a chance. I think it, everything has to work out for him the right way. I think there's a chance. I think that my final take on Anthony Edwards is he is either going to completely buy in and... He's going to end up being an all-NBA, all-star caliber player. It may take some time, though. In the next five years, or he's going to be a wash. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's in between. It's either or, in my opinion. And I don't know which it is. I think it's going to take a year or two of him learning how to be a professional. Again, he's a young kid taking some time to mature a little bit. And if he's willing to put the work in, which he might be. I mean, it's very difficult to be that good at mm-hmm. football and basketball and, and not multiple football, sports. Yeah. It's very difficult to do that. It's very difficult to become a number one draft pick in any sport. And mm-hmm. he did that. And it takes a lot of work ethic to be there. And I think that it's exciting that he wants to be in Minnesota. Hopefully, D'Angelo, Russell, and Kat can take Bra- him under yeah, their they gotta, That's what. That's my biggest thing is those guys – have to take them under their wings and say, hey, we're going to bring you under. We're going to show you how to do everything the right way. Because those guys are the veterans on their team. Yes. We will get into another veteran that they added just in a moment, but they have to be, they are the faces of the franchise. They have to take them, take him under their wing and say, hey, we're going to show you the right way to do things here in Minnesota. And that's the culture we're building. So I think, in my opinion, my, my final take is it all depends on how good Anthony Edwards decides he wants to be. If mm-hmm. he wants to just coast on his athleticism, congrats, Minnesota. You've got yourself a solid bench player for the next few years. But if he wants to buy in, book it. If Anthony Edwards, I will preface it with this caveat, if Anthony Edwards wants to buy in to being a basketball player, he will be an all-star, all-NBA caliber player in the next five years. Okay. Well, I just want to but read... there is that caveat. And I, yeah, I'll let you... I'll I, want, I want to read this one last quote before we move on. This is uh, a quote from Gerson Rosas. He yep. said, Rosas said, fit didn't play into the decision to pick Edwards. He stood head and shoulders above anyone else in their eyes. So they thought he was the right guy, you know, and I know your point where he, he could end up being a bust, but I, I don't care what anyone says. My spin zone, no matter what, right now, the Timberwolves have the best rapper in the NBA right now. According, according, don't you make those eyes at me. You guys can't see it, but he just gave me the look. If you listen to what Anthony Edwards said, he compared himself to Little Baby and said he is currently a better rapper than Damian Lillard. That's all I have to say. I don't even want to hear anything from you. No, absolutely not. No side comments. Anthony Edwards, best rapper in the game. Let's move on. Damian Lillard and Lonzo Ball are both better rappers. No, absolutely not. Obviously, you haven't heard Anthony Edwards freestyle because he's he's a walking electric factory. But let's move on to what else the Timberwolves did on draft day. They didn't just take Anthony Edwards. They also brought a veteran presence into the locker room. 
And it's not just your classic veteran presence. They brought someone home that I was very excited about. They brought home Ricky Rubio, former Minnesota Timberwolf. They traded, they got him from Oklahoma City for the 17th pick. And they haven't closed disclosed what else it was. I believe James Johnson might be involved as well. But it was 17, possibly James Johnson for Rubio, 25 and 28 at the time. And I loved adding Ricky Rubio back into the Timberwolves environment. I don't know about you, Austin. I, I have... I have a favorite Ricky Rubio story of mine that I'd love to share. I need you to yes. So please. back in 2012, when um, hey, if you if you dare talk about how the Timberwolves took Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn over Steph no, Curry, no, 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 no. okay, so, all right, good because we don't we don't talk about that draft. You know who didn't talk about that? Me. You know yeah. who brought it up? You, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. This, that's I figured you. I figured that was gonna. That's on you. Uh, you know, I back thought, in 2012 when there were the Olympics yep. <laughs> is is what I was gonna say. Yeah, okay, all right, good times, good um, good times in Spain. Yes. The Lakers were playing the Timberwolves, and after the Wait, game in the Olympics, no, in all right. Well, I was just, I, all right. I, well, you said Olympics, and I, I just want to make sure gotta, everyone knows. You gotta let me finish telling. All the right, story I'm sorry. I'm, ju- I'm jumping the gun. All right, please go. I'm gonna restart. All right, back in 2012, before the Olympics, the Timberwolves were playing the Lakers, and of course, that Lakers team had Pau Gasol and Kobe Bean Bryant on it. Yep. Rest in peace. Yep, and Kobe Bryant. Pau Gasol, teammates on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Pau Gasol, Ricky Rubio, teammates on... On, on Spain. On Spain. Yeah. So, after the game, in the hallway, Ricky Rubio uh, catch, is catching up with Pau Gasol because, you know, they're buddies. And uh, Kobe walks by, and Ricky Rubio decides to chirp Kobe. And he says, oh, we'll see you in Spain this summer. Like, we're, we're taking that gold medal. Ricky, we're coming for that Ricky, gold medal. I love you, but why? Wait, wait, wait. So, so he goes, he goes, all right, we're coming for that gold medal. And Kobe goes, Kobe goes, oh, I'll see you. I'll see you this summer. And he goes, and we're going to beat you. And I expect the keys to the city as well. And then, of course, he, Team yeah. USA went on to win the... I mean, yeah, what did we expect? Like, you, if you've heard well, any... If you've here's heard what any, I want to know. No, if you've here's heard any Kobe know. story, you have to expect that you're not going to win. Oh, you're not going like, to win. Like, come on, come here's on, Here's what Ricky. I want to know, Ricky. Did you give Kobe the keys to Spain? The keys to Barcelona? I think That's it, what I want to know. It, I think it actually came out that he actually did end... Like, I am not 100% positive, but I think there was actually something that came out that... Because I've heard of this story before... I think it actually came out that he actually got keys to the city. That's awesome. Bar- I think That's so. That's awesome. I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to so look into that I, more. I just love that story about Ricky Rubio. And I love it because, look, it takes balls to say something like that yeah. to Kobe Bryant. Even though, obviously, you know, like, Ricky Rubio and Pau Gasol are good friends and they're just messing around with Kobe. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Co- Kobe's a scary dude. Because yeah. Because he's... He's the black mama, you know, yep. like he takes no prisoners. And Ricky Rubio, even though he's just messing around making a joke. And that was a young, like, that's young Ricky Rubio. Second year in the league? First year in the league? He'd only, so he played professional in Spain for yeah, a couple years. But in the and NBA? And then didn't, didn't come in, didn't come to the NBA for. That's why it's confusing. Yeah, that's why I think yeah. it might, it might have honestly, that might have honestly been his rookie year. Because I believe he spent two years in, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, but I'm pretty sure he spent two years in Spain before so I, he joined the NBA. I, I like that, you know, he has the um, ability to do something like that because most guys, most yeah, guys would have, be too yeah. scared to say anything to Kobe, let alone chirp Kobe. Um, so I actually love the move by the Timberwolves bringing him back. I mean, I'm guessing he's going to come off the bench, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's... I think he's probably a good sixth man for them. But more importantly, he's a veteran presence in the mm-hmm. locker room, which from what I heard this past season with him on the Suns is that with that super young Suns team, yeah. he was a huge veteran presence in the locker room, which it seems like is what the Wolves need. And, you know, he's familiar with the people in the building, familiar with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It should be easy for him to just get uh, refamiliarize himself with Minnesota. And I, I think it's, I think that is maybe the best move of the off season so far. Yeah. Cause we haven't even gotten a free agency yet. Yeah. I think that's so far the best move for them of, of the um, off season. Yeah. So the biggest thing is I have to say is we, we, we were talking about Luca being a veteran, uh, excuse me, not Luca, Ricky Rubio. Yes. Being a veteran. 
the guy's been playing professional basketball since he was 16. Is that like, crazy? He, that's that's the wild part. So he is currently, what is he? I have is he 30? Play, yeah, he's just 30 right now. So he's that's, been playing. So what's this, crazy is, is he's I, been playing professional sports since he for 14 years nearly. I am just always going to assume that Ricky Rubio is like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. It just feels it's a, like. It's insane. He's just always 19, 20 years old. It doesn't. I, he's 30? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. So he's been playing professional basketball since he was 16 so he has that veteran leadership and he's learned from a lot of guys a lot of people don't appreciate his time in minnesota i don't think a lot of people appreciated his first time in minnesota no because the team wasn't winning with him in which and it was also tough because he was picked before steph curry so like he always got ridiculed for that and being like how how why did we take Steph why did well, we take I think Steph more Curry than over that? Him? I think that he is He had a tough go around. Like, I think he's maybe the most hyped up draft prospect. Oh yeah, he was unreal of the past decade. Yeah, I think people like he was legit. Like his ball handling ability, his people, ability to find people team, forget that he was unreal. His hype before the draft was, was absurd. Was borderline Zion Williamson level hype. Yeah, and he fell the what is, I believe he was the eighth pick by the time. Like I'm trying to remember everything exactly, but I think he was. Yeah. People were, were hyping him up to be the next. No, great yeah, European he was the fifth pick. He was the fifth player. pick in that draft. But people were hyping him up to be the next, you know, uh, great European. And that was before. That's player. so. Keep in mind, this is also pre Luca. Yes, it was. But it, it is, was. Yeah, and he was supposed to be the it's, greatest player. It's yeah. post Tony Parker. It's Paul post Gasol. Manu, post Pau. Yeah, post post Mark even. Like, cause Mark was Mark was also from post, Spain. Post Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, you know, there's plenty. There's been a plethora of. Yeah, and you, he plays in that guys, very competitive but, ACB league where there are a lot of talented guys. As I said, Luka Doncic came from that league. You have Marcus Gasol, Pau Gasol, like those, those two guys, especially Mark and Pau who at that time were in their primes and yeah. dominating in the NBA, where you saw this guy in Ricky Rubio who was putting up also spectacular numbers in that league, especially at 16, people were like, this kid's legit. Like He's been yeah. playing professional basketball since he was 16. I love the addition of Ricky Rubio. He, as you said, he's not going to be a starter. He's going to be a backup behind D'Angelo Russell. And... But I, I think, think I, I think, think that he's at fine this with point that. in his career, he's I think a really he, yeah. good backup. Yeah, and I think Minnesota fans need to put a little more respect on his name. I think a lot of people are bashing him for coming back to the Timberwolves. I think we need to accept him, bring him back. I think he's going to be back in Minnesota for a very special time. And the other thing is, he is someone who you don't have to turn to to score off the bench. Like... He's averaged almost double figures, I believe, every single year he's been in the NBA. So, yeah, let me look. So he averaged 10.6, 10.7, 9, 9.5 was his lowest total. Uh, he actually had a career-high year last year, tied his career-high with Phoenix, where he averaged 13.1 points per game. So if you can even get him into double figures as a backup point guard behind D'Angelo Russell, and the guy also has an absurd ball-handling ability. Did you know... I'm I'm looking at his numbers. Do you know he averaged 8.9 assists per game last year for Phoenix? I did not. That's he averaged crazy. So think about that. He had a tied for a career high in points per game with 13.1, which isn't saying a whole lot because I feel like that was a big question mark always for him. Like he wasn't the best scorer, but he man could he find he's, team. He's always been an assist machine. Yeah, he's been an yeah. unreal finder of his teammates and averaging nearly 13 points and nine assists is incredible. So I think getting someone who can make players better off the bench, you look at that, if he's potentially going in with an all-reserve lineup, or hypothetically to start, you have him going out there, and I believe Edwards isn't going to start right away. I believe he's going to be this behind Malik Beasley. If you pair him with Edwards, you are going to get Edwards the ability to create his own shot. And, that's kind of and I think thing. that's going to help him develop. I was talking about earlier with Edwards is you you would hope that he can learn how to be a professional and totally buy in. I think hopefully Ricky Rubio's a guy who can show him how to do that. A guy who is also a former top pick. Yeah. Knows what it's like to have that kind of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And he's known that pressure since he was 16 too. And I'd say arguably Ricky Rubio had more pressure on him than Anthony Edwards does because 
Anthony Edwards gets to come in. He has two stars in front of him. Mm-hmm. He absolutely. He, I think that Minnesota is comfortable giving him a few years to mature. Yeah. When Ricky Rubio came in, people were like, "We want you to be good now." now. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. So I think that I think that that's I, I think that the Wolves today made some really good moves for their franchise. I I love that Rubio signing. I know some of Timberwolves Nation wasn't the biggest fan of it. I think he's a perfect backup. He is getting paid a good amount of money. I think he's the perfect backup to to D'Lo, and I think he's someone that can just help build something special here. And he's a good backup. I mean, if you're rolling out a lineup, hypothetically, if you have a bench of, like, hear me out. This is your starting five. You have D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Josh Okoge, uh... Juan, Ch- Juan Hernan Gomez, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Then off your bench, you got Ricky Rubio, you got Anthony Edwards, you have Jarrett Culver, you have Jake Lehman, you have Nas Reed. That's, I think that that's that's a solid ten for the first time. That's a, a really good. Time. That's a really good lineup that has depth, and there's even more talented players on top of that. The Timberwolves should expect their team to be one of the top teams in the West. Yeah. For the first time in a really long time. I I think they're going to be... I think a lot of people are going to sleep on them. And they also made another really good pick later on in the draft. But we're going to talk about everything in chronological order. So moving on from Ricky Rubio, we're talking about how he played in Spanish's top league, the ACB. Ricky Rubio is going to have possibly a future team, teammate who also played in the ACB, not not with him anytime soon. I think this kid is about to spend a couple years overseas. So actually, yes, they both played for the same team. Rubio played for Barcelona, and the guy, the Timberwolves actually traded the 25th pick and the 33rd pick in this year's draft, up to 23 with the New York Knicks, to select Leandro Bulamaro from FC Barcelona in the Spanish League. Now, a lot of people don't know a lot about him, and I don't think you... I know, yeah. I know absolutely nothing about yeah. him. Yeah, so you were here with me, and I was super excited because I work for a company that has the broadcasting rights to the ACB, which is the league that he plays in. So I have watched Leandro Bolomaro a lot. So over this last year, I've seen him play a good amount, and he has a lot of potential. And I, I said... Who is that guy? Yes, that was you. You were like, who's? I'm sure that's probably the reaction most people. I have. think that was a lot of reaction that a lot of Timberwolves fans have. They were like, who is this guy? Like, wh- like wh- we traded up to get this guy. I think there's so much potential with him, and a lot of people had him as they're one of their most talented prospects in this draft. But the one tough thing about him is there's so many question marks about when is he gonna come and play. Over in the NBA, like that was a big question mark. So, and I agree. I don't think Bolomaro is coming over. He's definitely not coming over this year because he is already playing for Barcelona in Spain. And I don't, I don't think that's it works a way where you can just straight up leave midseason and be like, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play in the NBA. Like I, I'm Gucci. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna go play for the T Wolves. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. And I think the Timberwolves use that pick as kind of a draft and stash is what you'll see a lot of teams with multiple first-round picks. They will take a flyer on someone who plays international, who has all this potential, who could be something special. And Bolomaro has so much potential. Oh, boy, I didn't realize when he was born. Uh, so he's 6'7". Okay. So he needs to put on a little weight. That's my biggest thing. He's six seven. He's a playmaker. Well, what's his what's his weight? You said he needs to put on a little weight. Yeah, he's two hundred. Pa- he's two hundred pounds. I mean, I'm six but, three, but no, no, he's like six seven, two hundred pounds. Like he looks skinny. He needs to put on some weight. I think he has all this. He's a great. He's very similar to Rubio, where he doesn't really have that ability to score. He has it in glimpses, but he's an incredible ball handler. He's great at finding his teammates. He has seen his three-point shooting ability get up. If he improves his shooting ability, I think you see a better Leandro Bolomaro. I think that's what having him... The benefit of having him stay overseas and playing for a Barcelona team 
is you can have him work on those things and actually get significant playing time. Like, he is getting playing time in Barcelona. If he comes to the Timberwolves, I don't think he's playing. No. Like he's not playing right away. So the benefit of having him stay in Spain is he gets more time to improve his game and be able to, when he decides to come and play in Minnesota, he has his skills. He's ready to contribute right it's, away. It's probably better to have him playing in Barcelona yeah. than the G League. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I think because yeah. the I think the talent and a lot of people will hate on this. I think the talent in the Spanish league is way better. Than oh, what agree. you could be facing in the G League because yeah you're growing up against grown men, and you're probably also learning you know how to deal with the media a little more. You oh know, yeah, when you're playing in some of these G League teams are in you know middle of nowhere Toledo well, and, places and, like and that, and you have the one team that's literally going to be all kids who just graduated high school. Yeah, that's, that's also true. Yeah. So, so, yeah, versus you're playing in Spain, you're actually dealing with the media, that kind of stuff. And you're grown in, men. You're and playing, you're playing against grown men. I think he's going to get better playing there than he would playing in the G League. Um, so, I, you know, I, I don't know much about him, yeah. so I can't really talk too much. But mm-hmm. it's an interesting pick. Is I, think, I think it makes sense. When you have multiple first-round picks, you want to take – you want to try and at least get one guy that has potential, especially if it's a European guy. And someone that you can stash away for a year, maybe two, which is what I think the case might be with Bolomaro. I think that's something you look at doing and just being like, hey, I'm going to have this guy play overseas for a couple of years. I think that is the move. I think that's what they're going to do. I think Bolomaro has all this talent in the world. And if a big name superstar becomes available in the summer, I think Bolomaro is someone that a team would ask for because he has so much promise and could be something special. Yeah. I that's so what I think. Do you think that's the last pick that the Wolves made, right? No, no, they oh. had one more pick. And I I so we are doing this before the second round is over cuz I'm still trying to figure out what the second round. We're still on the first round right now. They made one more pick in the first round, which we'll get into right after this. I like Bolmar. I think he was a big risk, but he's a high reward guy who could eventually end up giving you leverage. I, I like it. You know, it's it's that's the thing is you want I think in these later first round, second round picks, you're you gotta going, take risk. You're yeah, you're going for potential. And yeah. it sounds to me I don't know much about him, but it sounds based on what you've told me about him, he has a lot of potential. Yeah, and I will strongly advise all of Timberwolves Nation to look up Leandro Balamaro if it's on YouTube, watch a full game of him. He is he's got a lot of potential. I strongly recommend it. But Definitely tune in, try and watch him. But as we were talking about, that was not the only pick for the Timberwolves in the first round. They made one more pick after trading 25 and 33 to the Knicks. They made one last selection, and they took, with the 28th pick, a power forward out of the University of Washington. Oh, right. Jaden McDaniels. Right. I like that pick. He was, I think, I was shocked of how far he fell. And it's one of those things where we talked about this earlier with like Markel Fultz, where in a lot of players who just go to Washington, who are these five star prospects and everything, they just like don't pan out and just like don't work out and they fall late in the draft. And some of them are hits, some of them are misses. I I think Jaden McDaniels is someone you take a risk on. He's I a, think it's a sneaky find for a late first round pick. Yeah, he's a one levels. and done. He was a five star prospect coming out of high school last I year. An, I think he's the number an, seven player. And I also think too, the other thing is, you know, the NCAA didn't finish their season last year, mm-hmm. so I don't think you necessarily got to see his full impact because the Pac twelve I don't think even had their conference playoffs, right? I don't believe they did. So like, you know, you don't really get to see a lot of guys draft stock gets the opportunity to rise during mm-hmm. conference playoffs and then obviously the NCAA tournament. And a guy like that, I think you don't get to see his full potential when you know he doesn't even get to play in his own conference playoffs. So I, I think that we might look back on this draft someday and be like, how that did we fall? Yeah. That was a sneak that was a sneaky, really good pick by the Timberwolves. Yeah, I and I agree I agree too. I think he has all this potential and has so much star-studded ability and he fell so far and And i think it's it's a pick you have to risk especially when he was like the former number seven and that's one of those picks that you're like it's like nas reed last year who went undrafted 
who's one of the top players in the country the year before, and he went one and done, goes undrafted, you have to take the risk. It's that's he what has you all the potential in the world. That yes. weight round, pick. talking about ball tomorrow. That's what you yeah, do. you, you have you to take the risk. Somebody like that, and they nailed that twenty-eight pick. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a great pick. And when you look at the power forward position for the Timberwolves, I think they need, they need, they need more depth. Like he, he's not Jared Vanderbilt, who I think is a guy who's flexible and has the ability to play small forward and power forward. I think. He's a true power forward and is someone that you could use to back up Juancho and just as someone who could contribute right away. I think he has the ability to help you offensively in small doses, but I think he's also just a perfect player who could... He's a high risk... He's actually not a high risk. He's a low risk, high reward guy. Yes. If it doesn't pan out... Hey, it's fine. You swung for the fences and missed on the 28th pick. Like, that will happen. I but again, he was, he was a five-star high school recruit. Yeah. And didn't get to show his full capabilities because, you know, they only had a half season last year. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's a potential huge upside for the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's what's the low end on it? You get a, a back-end bench guy? Yeah. You get someone that, you know, maybe turns, like, you could use to... And, and you'll take that from a, a late first-round, second-round pick Yeah, anyways. if you could get, I think, realistically, if you could get a late first-round pick to contribute anything to your roster, yeah. I think you chalk, you chalk that up as, as a w. w. I think you ask any GM in the league, hey, picks mm-hmm. 20 and on, if you can get them just to be a bench guy, would you take it? I think every GM would say, yeah. yep, no, no second thought on that. But the one thing I do want to get into is my dream, my dream list initially in the draft is when I came out in the last episode, I talked about three guys that mm-hmm. I wanted the Timberwolves to take. And uh, it turns out the Timberwolves actually went 0 for 3 and drafted uh, none of those guys. But your team, the Boston Celtics, did draft one guy that I really liked. That was Aaron Neesmith. At 14, I, if the Timberwolves didn't trade out of that pick at 17, I would have loved to have seen him fall. I still don't think he falls that far, but... What was your reaction to that pick? Because I want to get your... I want someone else to be like, hey, I think that's going to be a really good pick. I'm really excited about Neesmith for a 14th pick. I think it's, you know, he has huge upside, and I'm excited about it as a Celtics fan, especially because we have so much talent up top. He has a lot of opportunity to develop. Yeah, and and I think with Hayward possibly on the way out, I think he yes, steps in. that's the other yeah. thing I missed. And he shot 52% from three-point range, which is... Crazy. You do not hear of players shooting fifty-two percent. I don't care if he only played—I believe he only played fourteen or twelve games—but still, in a small sample size, being able to shoot fifty-two percent from three-point range is absurd. It's exciting. It's very exciting. I was very bummed to see that the Timberwolves weren't going to be able to get him, but I will take Ricky Rubio back and Leandro Bolomaro and getting uh, Jaden McDaniels with the 28th pick. Now, I think, so what's your draft grade? That's, I was, was, you, on the same I was just about to ask you that. I, I was, was going to ask you first, as the non-biased person, I want your draft grade, I think, a, a through F. Yeah, I think I'm going to give the... <laughs> I'm going to give the Timberwolves an A-. Okay, I, I like that. I really like, I really like trading for Ricky Rubio... I like their late round picks. The only the only thing that separates them from an A or an A plus is taking Anthony Edwards over Lamelo. In my opinion, I would have taken Lamelo, mm-hmm. but I, you know I think it's in most people's eyes it's a toss up between Anthony Edwards and Lamelo, and I think that overall the Timberwolves you know had a really good draft day. And I think if you're a Timberwolves fan, you're really excited because realistically, I think that. Most GMs around the league, most basketball insiders mm-hmm. would say, you know, it's it is a toss up, Lamelo or yeah, Anthony Edwards. In my opinion, I would have gone Lamelo, but I don't hate going Anthony Edwards. I think it's probably a better fit. Still would have taken Lamelo, so for that, I'm I'm 
giving them an A minus. I think they had a really good draft day, and it's it's a high A minus. It's a ninety two. Wow, a, it's almost an A. You know, it's not a it's not a ninety where it's almost a B plus. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. School, oh yeah. You know, when I you're know. In school and you're that, in, that eighty nine point five six. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah that's, you're like, that's an A minus. You stay after class. You wait for all the kids. Yeah. and you're like, look. So I've been crunching the numbers, and I'm point. And the teacher's like, well, I'll give you the A minus. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. It's. It's a, it's a solid. It's A-. the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's a. It's an know, almost. You an might a. be able to convince me in a couple of days to make it an A type deal. So I, I am, I am genuinely shocked that you gave them an A. I thought you were gonna go like B plus B. No, like, no, I think it's an I, A minus. Yeah. So I'm actually. That's. I think my ballpark was gonna be an A minus B plus, and I'm shocked that you gave them an A minus. I thought you were gonna go like B plus B, but I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I think it's an A minus draft, for now. I think it has potential to blossom into an A in a couple years, depending on how one, how Balomaro's game develops in Spain, because he won't be over he won't be playing in America for a couple years. Yeah, no, I I almost I think that's where regardless, it has, yeah. regardless of their late round picks, I think when you have the first overall pick, their when we look back on this, their draft grade is gonna come down to mm-hmm. how good can Tyrese Halberton be? And that's the question that you mean, all... Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, you you were daydreaming about Tyrese Halliburton no, 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 and Tyrese... on your TikTok. Yes, that is true. Yeah, he good good friend. He good friend. popped up. He popped up on the screen, and that's why I said it. I just, <laughs> I, that was a yeah. We're still watching. That the, was a brain fart by me. The he NBA draft the is still ticker. still going on. We're we're currently at the 60th pick. Yeah, that was a yeah a little bit of professional move. By you me. know what? Yeah, but it happens to the best of us. Um, yeah, I think it comes down to how good. Can Anthony Edwards be? And that's that's the question that Wolves fans got to answer for themselves. Yeah, and, and I, I think to some extent you're excited, but you're not. You know, it, the draft class this year wasn't as good yeah, as last no. year. It's not like you just ended up with Zion. You're like, oh, he's gonna be good. Yeah, or whoever. So. I I suggested this from the get go. If there was, if the Timberwolves, could, do you, have you ever heard of Chet Holmgren? No. Oh, you gotta. Oh. Yeah, that might be what we're doing after this. We might have to watch some Chet Holmgren highlights. Chet Holmgren, for those of you who watch, who listen to the podcast, Chet Holmgren, especially if you're from Minnesota, is currently the number one recruit in the country who is a senior in high school who is from the great state of Minnesota, playing his high school basketball at Minnehaha Academy. Uh, yeah, he's about seven feet tall, and he has ridiculous handles and can score the ball. It's just incredible. I tweeted out, I watched his game against Imani Bates, who was number one junior in high school basketball. I saw them those two play, and I tweeted out immediately during that game. I If there was a way to draft Imani Bates with the number one pick in this draft, even though he's still got to wait another two <laughs> years, I would have done it because that kid was unreal. So I have two questions for you. One, what is your final grade? Is it B-plus or A-minus? I, I'm going to go A-minus because I think okay. – it, it's right. We I think talk, it's an A minus. I think it's an A minus strictly because they ended up getting. I think Jaden McDaniels is a big hit, and I think that that's the pick that brings it up from a B plus to an A, like that high A minus. I think they, they had a really good draft. No, you know, I think they, they did it. too. I think Bolomaro, if they didn't have that, excuse me, the additional pick, and they didn't have the twenty eighth pick where they got McDaniels. I think if it was just Anthony Edwards and Balamaro, I think you're looking at a B plus for now because Balamaro, there's questions about. But I think getting a guy in Jaden McDaniels who has so much upside and you saw so much potential from in high school, you have to give him that A minus because there is so much potential there the to other thing get something good from him. We didn't really talk about and Rubio. Yeah, and well, we're not no, no, really. No, 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 not that is. The Timberwolves easily could have psyched themselves out before making the first pick because yeah, they didn't... 30 minutes before the draft, the Warriors were like, oh, Clay Thompson seriously injured himself. They yes! easily could have fumbled the bag there and just been like, oh, well, now what are we going to do? You know, yeah. like the, the Warriors were playing head games there a little bit. Yeah, and... you you were listening to me panic because we, we went out to get food before the draft and... It was probably, what was it, like an hour before? And you were hearing me, like, panic talk, like, dude, I they're going to trade out of one, which is always what I thought from the beginning. I thought they were going to trade one for three to Charlotte, where they were going to take LaMelo Ball or Anthony Edwards, whoever wasn't picked. And my, my belief was the, the number one pick was going to be Wiseman going to Charlotte. 
And the number two pick, especially with that Clay Thompson information coming out, was the Warriors were going to take Clay Thompson. We're going to take not Clay Thompson. Uh, we're going to take Anthony Edwards yes. to replace Clay Thompson for the time being. But the Timberwolves didn't panic. They no. stayed calm, and I think and they went with the guy that I th- I think it was some who is it in draft day that they pick? Have you ever seen that movie yes, with Clint Brett? Who is it that they movie. always pick? I don't know. I haven't seen, I've seen it once, and I saw it because uh, we were on a bus ride back uh, from a football game when I was in high school. Why? why and you know how on the the like team buses that you mm-hmm. take, they have those little DVD players. Yep. My coach on the way back after a win throws on draft day, and we were all just like, "This is our coach's like dream." Like oh. we were just like, Coach Raskey's loving every moment of just watching this on the bus ride back. I could, uh, just, this is gonna irritate me. That I he, mean, draft day is just the ultimate like football. Okay, day I got it. Movie. I so it was it was the card said it always Vontae Mack, and I believe the Timberwolves yeah. had a card that said always Anthony Edwards. I believe. They always thought the pick was going to be Anthony Edwards. And I'm okay with that. And I think I have bought into Anthony Edwards. And ask me if if you don't think I'm getting my... The day they announce what number Anthony Edwards will be wearing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because right now he... I have the Georgia jersey. He currently wore... He wore number five at Georgia. The one issue is Malik Beasley currently wears number five for the Timberwolves. We will see what happens. You can bet the day you can buy an Anthony Edwards jersey. I will be buying it, and I can't wait. There's so much optimism around this team right now, and free agency is about to start, and I think they could maybe go out and make a move in free agency and get someone pretty good. So my qu- my second question besides the grade, my last question is, what if you take the roster that mm-hmm. the Timberwolves have today, Mm-hmm. And right, you know, NBA 2K, you can do like the, you simulate a season. Yep. You take everybody's roster who they have today oh, after boy. the draft, the Wolves roster who they have today. Where do the Wolves finish in the West right now with where Ugh. everyone's okay. rosters are? Right. What do you I, think? I got to pull up, I got to pull up the standings from last year on my phone. Well, I think Lakers are still ahead of them. We'll see. That's, that's what I, I feel like I just have to look at it right now and say what teams got better and what teams got worse. I think Clippers probably still ahead of them i so i think lakers lakers clippers nuggets are locked in at those three i think houston is about ready to implode yeah houston's blowing up i think oklahoma well we've seen oklahoma city they're blowing it up as well so i think it depends on and then you look at you you look at utah you look at dallas you look at portland I think those three are all. I think those three teams are locks. I think Portland is the one that's a little flexible. No, I don't think they're locks necessarily. I well, I think Portland and I, I think, think Portland. Phoenix, I think Portland Phoenix and, is a lot better. I think Portland and Utah are the two teams that are a little bit flexible. I think Dallas is a lock. I think Dallas is a lock. Like if you don't expect a big year from Luca, I I'm shocked. I think yeah, Luca, but you yes, also gotta keep. Porzingis. Is they really are going to be. They're going to be without Porzingis for a little bit of time. I forgot about that. Yeah. So maybe that causes them to draw. So all right, those three teams, you maybe consider are on the fringe. You have Memphis, who is on the fringe. I think Phoenix. That, I think Phoenix moves into a lock in the playoffs. I think you have yeah, to keep them yeah. as a lock. So you got four teams right now. And then it depends, I think, on whether or not Clay Thompson's injury is serious. I. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about. I hadn't even gotten to Golden State yet. Yeah. I think. They, the Timberwolves are. A f- I will do an episode later where I do a full. I have to do a full deep dive. Yeah. But I think right now you're looking at, at best, a five seed. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say a four or five seed at mm-hmm. best. Five at best, I think. Right now, I think if they. The season were to start today. And I think they could sneak so. their way into a four seed somehow. I don't. I personally don't think so. I see. That's. This is. I have to but do a more deeper dive. I think, I think four seed is the the optimistic way. That I they think that go. hypothetically, if the season were to start today, there, I think no yeah, more moves were to be made. Whatever, the Wolves are a lock for making the playoffs. Which I, I think, think so if too. You're a Minnesota, I agree. Fan, you're excited about, and I think they have you know potential to be somewhere in that five to eight. Minutes. Yep, I agree too. But actually, now you don't even have to. You don't need to be the eight seed. 
you gotta be five through ten. Because you have the ten you have ten teams making the playoffs. You're gonna have ten, nine, eight, and seven, the round robin tournament. That's right. So that's you, right. You know, if they make top ten, I'm good. I'm Gucci with that. Because they're that technically was a thing. Yeah, it's a brand new thing. So I love it. It still has to be approved, but it seems like that's going to be approved. But if they make it in there, they're they're a playoff team. And I I think it's a very strong possibility. I think a lot, a lot of people are going to sleep on them, and I think they got some special cooking. But that will do it for this episode. We're approaching nearly over an hour, probably, with the intro. Yeah. And yeah. It's a long so, episode. Well, very gonna, long episode. I just want to say thanks for having me on as your first yeah, guest. Yeah, absolutely. I want to say thank you so much for coming on, talking Anytime. some Timberwolves basketball, and just talking basketball in general yeah. with me. It was awesome. Austin. You have a great social media. Every your social media presence is unreal. I want people to follow you and get your electric content. So please plug your social media accounts of where people should follow you and just see the stuff that you're churning out. Thank you. Well, you can follow my TikTok, which is my biggest social media, mm-hmm. and I have it on everything: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at LMFAO Sport which is like LMFAO as in, you know, laughing my fucking ass off. Yep. Sport, S-P-O-R-T. And then my personal are just Austin Franklin, but the Mm -hmm. Franklin, you take off the I-N in Franklin. So it's just Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N, F-R-A-N-K-L-N instead of L-I-N. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can find me on everything. Once again, thank you so much for coming on and talking some Timberwolves basketball. It was great. Once again, you guys can follow me on TikTok at LegsFeedTheWolves and follow me on Twitter at Bailey underscore K15. That's where you can get all my immediate Timberwolves reaction to all the latest news. But thank you so much for tuning in once again to another fantastic episode of Legs Feed the Wolves. Always a pleasure talking Wolves basketball. And next time we talk, We'll probably be talking about some free agent signings that the Timberwolves are making. And I'm going to let Austin do this one, too. Austin, i, I got to get you to say one thing. Speaking of the mic real quick, I just need a quick roll, Wolves. Roll, Wolves. Roll, Wolves, baby. <laughs>